Welcome to the only daily podcast focusing on compliance news of the day. Each morning, start your day with a cup of coffee and Tom Fox, the voice of compliance, to hear about four of the top compliance, corruption, or leadership stories you will need to start your day. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. The Daily Compliance News for June 28, 2021, the whistleblower hosed edition. And we begin with that story from the Wall Street Journal. As the SEC has declined to pay a whistleblower who gave, quote, extraordinary and continuing assistance in helping the SEC to shut down a $1.4 billion investment scam. The reason the target company had declared bankruptcy and the SEC never collected financial penalties it was owed. Investors were able to recoup over $1 billion through the bankruptcy process. Apparently, the SEC has some discretion and will not pay awards for financial recoveries in bankruptcy, even if the affected company entered the bankruptcy as a result of the agency's award. Uh, The well-known whistleblower Harry Harry Markopoulos said it about as straightforwardly as anybody uh, in saying, quote, it's lunacy on the part of the SEC to interpret the rules that way. Um, so if a company wants to uh, screw a whistleblower, they just all they need to do is go into bankruptcy. It's, uh, it's hard to believe the SEC would uh, take this position. Nevertheless, uh, this is the one they've taken. Uh, next up, also from the Wall Street Journal, why companies, sh- or rather should companies tie CEO pay to ESG metrics? Well, Alex Edmonds, writing in the journal, says that uh, this should not happen and that it should not happen for a couple of reasons. One, uh, the re- the, that although rewarding performance ensures performance, uh, the problem of hitting the target but missing the point can occur where uh, binary thinking often equates financial with short-term and, and gain and non-financial with long-term gain. The unintended consequences could be worse for ESG than for financial target, targets, he writes, and that the one challenges for financial performance, only a couple of measurements might be relevant where ESG is multifaceted. So uh, a little bit uh, different, but nevertheless, uh, well worth your time and checking out. In a uh, really a sad article, the TSA uh, is reported by the New York Times um, Transportation Security Administration has resumed self-defense classes <coughs> for airlines. We've uh, heard significant reports over the past few months of people just going berserk on airlines, attacking airline crew, trying to get into the cockpit, and uh, having to be eventually arrested. Certainly, I hope that TSU puts these people, TSA rather, puts them on a non-flight list, but uh, it's a rather sad uh, state of affairs where now the TSA has had to resume um, uh, self-defense classes for air crews this is not tear, uh, you know, flying uh, planes into buildings, but just uh, people going berserk because they don't like something or they've been required to wear a mask or some other inane reason. And our final story comes from the BBC, who says that Johnson and Johnson will pay 230 million to settle opioid claims. The firm did not admit or <laughs> liability or wrongdoing in its settlement with the state of New York. The payments remove it from a trial which was set to begin on Tuesday. 
where there are several large opiate makers and distributors as our defendants. J&J said the settlement was consistent with a prior agreement to pay $5 billion to settle worldwide, or rather U.S.-wide, opiate claims. And this uh, settlement with the state of New York is consistent with that. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network and a proud member of C-Suite Radio. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow.